We didn't even talk about what we were going to talk about before we were going to talk about it. I thought this was a draft preview. Sure. Sounds good. Hello, David. Hello. I have a microphone now. I don't sound quite as shitty as I used to sound, hopefully. I don't know. I think everybody will be the judge of that. Yeah. Maybe that could be our Spotify poll. Well, we got a lot of complaints, especially after the last episode. You sound like shit. Yeah. You sound like you're underwater. Well, this will help. I'm sure it will. Oh man, it's been a little. Uh, I'm tired. Had the uh, baseball playoffs before this. A little bit tired, but I got nice and prepared for the fucked up fantasy football podcast. This one, nice. as everybody heard, is uh, Electric Bicycle, Atomic Jam, Raspberry Sour. I think I've had this one before. Pretty sure. Um. Brian Robinson got shot. Breaking news to the fucked up fantasy football podcast. I guess if you're, I just saw it once, kind of like multiple times. Yeah, if you're, if you're an NFL absurd. football player, you're not immune to carjackings in the DC area. What the? Fuck? Yeah, it's ah. uh, it's scary. Yeah, it's a little wild. Okay. Um, he was trying to build some momentum as a fantasy sleeper. I was gonna say, and that's cuts over now. Maybe it'll be a uh, waiver wire pickup at some point later on, but I don't know. So you're sad uh, about this. You said that you were actually going to draft him, is that correct? Oh yeah, I plan on drafting him in at least a couple leagues. I have apparently now five leagues, which is one I really want to have this season, but Corey lured in me into not one or two different leagues. And uh, today I joined a Superflex rando league with Corey. Uh, I just... Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's not going to be a bad thing. Don't even worry about it. It'll be different, man. It'll be super flex. Yeah, and I'm making some moves, so. Yeah, it's a little nuts. Oh, well. All right, kids. Well, Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast brings to you our draft preview episode. Uh, excited to go through a few things here with the David Silver fucks. And uh, as in true fucked up fantasy football fashion, we don't even have any structure for this episode. Oh, and that's yeah. fine. Very that's fine. Uh, as you can tell, I'm blow drying my hair again, as always. <laughs> so, what uh, say you, David Silverberg, if you're uh, rolling around in drafts? By the way, if everybody thinks that this draft preview is late, no, it's not late. You're a fucking moron for drafting before today. If you've been in a draft before today, you're an idiot. Because preseason isn't isn't over yet. And a lot of things happen in preseason, whether they're serious or not, but injuries happen. So if you've chosen to lay any sort of money... Well, and carjackings, yes. Apparently. But just saying, if you have honestly put money down in a real draft and uh, you have taken this draft already, you're an idiot. Find a new league, get a real one. So we're not late. You're idiots. That's what I want to say. What say you about yeah. this? Do you do you think anybody should have been drafted by now? I know you have, because so, you're an idiot. But Well, it's just it a free rental league. It's not like for money, though. So, yeah. So, tell me your opinion on this. When do you think people should be drafting? Because this is a touchy... I know people get really choked about draft day sometimes. I am a very strong believer that draft day needs to happen the last moment possible before the regular season, but definitely after preseason has ended. I think any time between the last preseason game and the first regular season game is the best time. So I agree with you there. Uh, I got two drafts this upcoming week and two drafts the following week uh, prior to the start of the season. And hopefully they'll all go well. But uh, that's the problem with having mobile leagues. They have to like space them out in a relatively short period of time. And we would have more time than usual this year because there's this one-week break between our now three preseason games and our first regular season game. It's actually nice from a fantasy perspective because you have more time for drafts uh, in terms of optimal draft time. And I'm sure also nice for players because they get a little bit of a break between 
the preseason games and the regular season starting, you know, heal up a little bit for those of them who have minor injuries. Yeah, and I, so, I just like it overall too because the preseason yeah. is just stupid. Also, you know, now that they've added a extra regular season game uh, to the schedule, it only makes sense to give one less preseason game and give an extra week of rest to the players. You know, kind of seems just fair to them. Uh, and also better for the fans, because why wouldn't you want one more game to count for one less game that doesn't? Yep, I 100% agree. The break is really weird. I didn't even realize it was happening, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting little wrinkle, not going to lie. But also, it's happening around Labor Day weekend, the break, so like a lot of people are you know, busy anyway. It's kind of like not the best time for a game anyway, so... That's true, that's true. <laughs> Small all around. <coughs> oh, good guy, Sai. That's just like the never ending material to say the least. All right. Yeah, seriously. Wait. All right. How do we want to do the draft? Do you want to go by position? Do you want to go by format? I kind of want to go just by position overall because I think it's generally the same. I guess overarching, well, our, our fantasy focus this year will be a little bit more geared towards PPR formats, I guess I'd have to say. Yeah. So. That'll probably... I think most leagues are PPR leagues at this point, at least half PPR, if not full PPR. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think that makes sense to kind of do that from a PPR perspective, generally speaking. I don't mind going by position. I think that makes sense because depending on the league format will dictate which positions are most valuable. Uh, and so the example is, for example, in a super flex league, like the one that Corey and I are now in together, QBs are at a major premium because in a super flex league, you really want to start two QBs. The fact it becomes a two QB league um, because QBs inherently score more points on average than any other position uh, compared to the running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. And so if you don't have two good QBs to start in a super flex league, you're at a major disadvantage and your odds of making playoffs are much lower. So Inherently, I would never consider start like drafting a QB in the first round or even the second round, unless I'm in a super flex league, in which case I want two QBs in like the first three or four rounds. Yeah, yeah, right. it's going to be a little bit different for sure. So, right. what, we, what we can kind of do is go over people that are kind of the top top tier players. That's how I'm going to approach it. Uh, kind of yeah. go through your tiered players and see, you know, where we're going out. We'll start it that way. But of course, David, we have a drop for this. Quarterbacks, 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 quarterbacks. What say you, sir? What are your top? Uh, let's start with your top three. I'm a little bit interested to know kind of four to four to seven, and then maybe if we have some time, we'll go eight to ten. So what? Yeah. What, so <clears throat> the top three are just the top three that I'm seeing getting drafted. Not the guys I'm going to actually draft because I I don't like drafting quarterbacks necessarily where they get drafted, uh, and that's Josh Allen. Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are currently being drafted as the top three quarterbacks in almost every single mock draft I've done, and I've done a lot of mock drafts at this point. Uh, those seem to be just the consensus top three at this point. Uh, and so the problem with them is they just get drafted very early. Uh, depending on the league format, you know, you may see, and also who's in your league, because sometimes people, even in leagues where quarterbacks shouldn't be going in the first round, will just jump for a quarterback in the first round anyway. So you can see these guys go anywhere as early as the first round, depending on the league format who's in it. But more realistically, second, third uh, round, these guys are going in. Um, sometimes fourth, they'll slip into it. I'm not seeing that a lot. And I generally prefer to take from the next wide receivers that early. I just think they're more viable in most formats. Yeah. Uh, again, the exception being two QB leagues or super flex leagues. So from that perspective, I just don't think they're the best values where they're going right now compared to other alternatives, but they are going to most likely be three of the top five quarterbacks this season. And so I think those three are kind of in their own tier at the top right now. What say you? Yep. Yeah, I'm in agreement with there. I don't really pay attention to the rounds for this breakdown, to be honest with you. 
Um, yeah, those are the top three for sure, 100%. The next kind of four to seven gets interesting, though. Uh, for me, that's kind of more the Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. And I know for a lot of people and just average draft position, Kyler Murray is going a little bit earlier than Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, but I'm not. I'm definitely not doing that. Kyler Murray, again, is not going to win people championships. Uh, if you want... Sure, if you want a top-tier quarterback, you can take him, but I think he's got a proven track record where he does absolutely nothing after week nine, and so I wouldn't be risking that at all. I'd be moving him down a tier where I'd be taking Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson. I wouldn't be taking Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, kind of stuff like that, but yeah, that's kind of where I feel feel I'm rocking with the four to seven picks. Um, Pretty much in order, to be honest with you. Burrow, Jackson... Hurts, and then I'd have to say Wilson and then Prescott. Yeah, it's just Colin Murray here. I love it. Um, I, I have so many coming from, and it's really, at least from last season, yes. Uh, nope, all of them. Was literally the before that. All of I them. I don't have to prove it, but um, anyway, I personally would put Murray over Prescott and. Um, over Wilson even potentially um but I pretty much agree with you otherwise I would say yeah Joe Burrow Mark Jackson are kind of four and five right now uh I would put Jalen Hurts uh as the six and Colin Murray as my seven yeah I think you'd be crazy to take Kyler Murray before Aaron Rodgers for sure I mean, I probably don't draft Conor this year, but I still think just in terms of where I'm seeing people going, that's where I would. Oh yeah, I don't even care where people are saying I'm going. This is why the fucked up fantasy football podcast exists. I'm not going with other people, that's for sure. Yeah. And Kyler Murray never going to be on my roster ever in a million years for sure. And I don't even think that. Again, if you actually want to win a championship, you're going to take Kyler Murray. You'll win championships with Aaron Rodgers. Hell, you'll win them, win them with Matthew Stafford, um, even Russell Wilson. But there's no way you're going to be winning it with Kyler Murray. And mm. people can show me rosters t- to say otherwise, but 100% not to, not a, not a champion. Not well, where I will say is everyone you mentioned just now goes substantially in Kyler Murray in most drafts. <laughs> So there's certainly much better value than Colin Murray in any given draft. Yep. Yeah, especially if you're going for your keepers. I mean, it's nice to see people who do get overvalued uh, going a little bit early, but I just can't understand why everyone continually takes that guy when there's just no track record for for success. <clears throat> I find it interesting that Derek Carr and Trey Lance um, are going in the same average draft position. Uh, Kirk Cousins is in the same area and so is tom brady so kind of thoughts on that to that little subgroup um well okay so tom brady's different from the rest of them but for the rest of them no 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 no. Um, i'm talking about where they're going right now right now yeah, their no, average no, no, no. draft position Aaron Rodgers. tom brady from the rest of them just in the sense of what i'm about to say which is uh that that's the category of bad quarterbacks with star receivers like, uh, who's the star receiver over? Because Brady's a bad quarterback. Let's get that. No, out of I'm way. not. Uh, I'm not saying Brady's a bad quarterback. I am though. Who's the who's, the, are, who's the star receiver though? Who's the star receiver though? Oh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are both great. Uh, Godwin, I don't think so, but Evans definitely. Godwin's got what? one year under his belt. You're gonna go with one year wonder Godwin on a bad knee. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, Evans is a stud. Yeah, Absolutely. For sure. Top 10 wide receiver, like, consistently. Year, like, not necessarily fancy, but into the reality. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Evans is an absolute beast. I don't think Godwin is as good as... I think he's going to be probably the big, one of the bigger busts and as far as draft position is concerned, especially coming he's off of... pretty bump. late, actually. He's going like, fifth, sixth round on a lot of drafts. So that's not bad value for... Fifth and sixth round is a little bit nuts when people are going in the seventh round named Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Michael Thompson, Michael Thomas is going then, Devonta Smith is good, Darnell Mooney 
is going after that. Bobby Trees, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool. Fuck, I'm taking all of these guys before him. All of them. All of them. We'll get into our receivers later, but... Yeah, just saying. So cool that time. Um, but yeah, Brady, Rogers, Brady, Carr, Lance Cousins is kind of that next tier after the Stafford Prescott Wilson tier, which I think is super interesting. I'm taking Rogers above everybody for sure. Yes. Even with his shoddy receivers, he's the best quarterback talent in that squad right now. Yeah, that's fair. Brady's response in his interview was really weird about saying oh, he's 45 and he has a lot of shit going on. That oh, was yeah. a really oh, like, what are you, yeah, Tomothy Brady, what are you even talking about? Um, it's jarring to see Derek Carr and Trey Lance together, though. That's just a strange, I don't know. Trey Lance is a very big boom-bust candidate for this year. Like, no one knows what he's going to do, really. But he does have some weapons. He's got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. He has George Kittle. Um, he's got a couple of running backs that are decent. So he's in an interesting situation where... He might be good and fancy, might be terrible. There's really no basis he's probably work to like work off of and tell from. So it he's just a big question mark. Which wow. is Derek Carr has traditionally been very, very mediocre and not really worthy of starting most weeks in fantasy. But the situation with him just changed big time with Devontae Adams. So maybe he has his best fantasy year. I don't know. Um they both are interesting. Uh, prospects as you know, second string quarterbacks on your fantasy team. I wouldn't be comfortable starting either of them on a regular basis, but you know, for okay. a bye week let's or an do, injury, let's do a quick rundown. Yes, no, as far as drafting is concerned, Trey Lance versus the following candidates. Would you rather have Trey Lance or Kirk Cousins? Hmm. I think. Kirk Cousins is very consistently a top end QB2. Which one? Come on, which one? Which one? I'm going to say Kirk Cousins for consistency because he has, like, okay. yeah, he's okay. he kind of against him. Next, Trey or Tua? Trey. Uh, Trey or Justin Fields? Trey. Trevor Lawrence? Trey. Matt Ryan? Trey. Mac Jones? Trey. That's an interesting one. Okay. That's Max going very late in most drafts. Like not like pretty much going on draft in most drafts. That doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Yeah, I think Mac Jones is more valuable than he's getting credit for right now. hundred percent. He'll go on a super flex lead, but most of the draft he's not going in at all. So I don't yeah, I don't agree with where the next kind of group of quarterbacks are going. And that's kind of basically the order right there. So that's kind of what seeing your your um thermometer for where everyone is i just i don't think that tua should be up in that tier justin fields trevor lawrence matt ryan mac jones should be in that kind of same space with Derek carr trey lance does not belong in the first 14 15 rounds if you take trey lance's body of work versus Derek carr and you think that those quarterbacks are going or should be going at the same time fucking thanks for the donation Derek carr has a way Way better. He's thrown way more touchdowns in the NFL than Trey Lance. Trey Lance hasn't played anything. He just yes, he has. Yes, he, he, he has. Trey... He didn't start anything. What? He started like a game or two. Doesn't matter. That's what you have to go on. If you go on the body of work right now, Derek Carr is definitely a proven talent than Trey Lance. Okay, but you're the one who talks about never dra- not drafting just based on the past, right? You have to draft on people's potential for the future. I think Trey Lance has more upside than Derek Carr. There's zero chance but Derek Carr is going to be a QB1 so, for you. Like what is Trey shown? Lance might end up being a low-end QB1 this year. Oh, man. No way. Yeah, that's Put the it ceiling. on the board. Trey Lance be a low is garbage. Two, not even. Trey Lance will not finish in the top 20 quarterbacks this year, for sure. 100%. I don't know. No, put it on the board for me. You don't have any balls from doing bets this year. That's for oh, sure. I'm doing, I'm doing a bet completely ballless. No, not so, a chance. All right, you're gonna put it on the board. Trey Lance is garbage. Yeah, Trey Lance yeah. is definitely going top twenty. No, no. Derek, and then they'll do a double bet on that one too. Derek Carr is gonna finish higher than Trey Lance. Okay, I'll bet that. Beautiful. 
I knew I could bait you in something in that quarterback group. Yeah, Trey Lance mm-hmm. is another mm-hmm. overrated. And I think this just comes with fantasy territory. But Kyler Murray and Trey Lance are both not going to win championships and are garbage, and I would not be drafting either of them at all. No circumstances would allow me to draft them. Why, why do you hate the NFC West? I don't. They're so just garbage bad. quarterbacks. I would easily have Mac Jones or Derek Carr over Trey Lance and Kyler Murray for sure. I mean, you haven't mentioned Eugene Smith, who was just named the starter from the Seahawks week one. Well, I didn't really want to break Brooks' heart early on in the podcast because, man, like, oh boy. We mention her every week now. It's that's bad. Like, that's just that Geno Smith is not even on my list, kids. Definitely not on my list. No. The NFC mm-hmm. West brings it upon themselves, but the fantasy value of Kyler Murray and Trey Lance are so overrated, it hurts my brain. Hurts my brain. The rest of the quarterbacks, I don't care about. I'm really not taking any of them. Zero. You've got my favorite sleeper. Famous. Jameis Winston. Such a fucking clown. Running backs. Running backs, kids. Uh, I think this is... No use. I think this is a super interesting uh, category this year. Running backs and wideouts. No healthy except for, like... Jonathan Taylor, who you didn't think was going to stay healthy last year. Remember that? Yeah, that it, it happens. It happens, David. It fucking happens. Jonathan yeah. Taylor, Austin Eckler, Joe Mixon, and Najee Harris uh, are the elite group that are leading the way along with Dalvin Cook, uh, Derek Henry, and I hesitate to put this in here because this this is the most overdrafted, overrated player in the entire draft. It is not even close. Christian McCaffrey. Why why you would waste a first round draft pick on someone that hasn't has literally done the same fantasy output as Michael Thomas has in the last two years. And where the fuck is Michael Thomas going? Exactly. Absolutely fucking you just irrational but christian mccaffrey is still going in that group and i again i mean whoever's taking him fucking have fun sitting at the bottom of your league this year you're gonna really have to have a fantastic draft for the rest of the time because christian mccaffrey is crazy why the fuck is people taking christian have you drafted you mock drafted christian mccaffrey at all um so when i did not know what position i was gonna have in your league I draft mock drafts from every single position at least once. And in certain places, Christian McCaffrey came to me and I did draft him in certain mock drafts. And here's why I like McCaffrey in certain spots and why I don't think he's a donation necessarily uh, as a first round pick. If he gets injured, then yes, you're fucked. And yes, he's got injured for the last two years. But if he doesn't get injured, besides Jonathan Taylor, who has more talent in the PPR format and more potential than Christian McCaffrey right now? Right? Everybody? Like every, every single one of these running backs is pretty much injury-prone. Christian McCaffrey is the most injury-prone of them, but almost all of them have gotten injured at some point in the last two seasons. Not yeah, again, but, they, not, they, but they haven't missed entire sense. years, though. Christian McCaffrey's played four, four games in the last two yeah, years? So, like, fuck off with that. The guys had four games, man. It's literally, I just, this is insane. You would want to have, every, man, I'd honestly fucking take Saquon Barkley over Christian McCaffrey. At least he's played more games, barely, but he has. That's more of a guarantee than Christian McCaffrey right now. I just think he's drafting scared. Huh? I think you're drafting scared. Why would I be drafting scared? The guy has played four games out of a potential 32 question mark, 34. Um, I don't, I don't see where that's so far off on that one. Why would, why would a guy be in the top seven or eight when he hasn't even been on the field? It's kind of nuts. We'll see. We'll see. I don't don't know if I'll get injured this year or not. I mean, I'm wrong with Crystal Ball, but if he does not get injured this year, He'll be dominant, I think, again. 
All right. Well, right now he's going in the top six backs. It's actually a little bit better in that. So I'm going to put on the board that Christian McCaffrey is not going to finish in the top six running backs this year. I think you might have a bet on this. Terms of this. You actually currently have a bet that Christian McCaffrey is not top four. Okay, that's good. We'll stick at top four. I just want to reinforce my and Christian I, McCaffrey. And I actually did match you on that one. That was, one of first, that was the first one that we matched. Good, fantastic. Christian McCaffrey will be a top four this season. Okay, well then let's go. Let's also put in six. Let's just add another one in there at six. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. The second backs, though, like, I love Dalvin Cook. Like, he's money sandwiches for sure. Derrick Henry is a little, like, I'm a little bit cautious about that. I'd be taking DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, and Nick Chubb over him. Can can you tell me who Javante Williams is? Can you, you want to venture a guess who that guy is? Oh, well, he's Broncos, uh, second year running back. And... What is your feeling on this gentleman? Oh, you know, he hasn't really done much yet, so. That's kind of my thinking on this thing. That guy hasn't really done much yet. Why is everybody rushing to keep this guy? It is absurd, man. He's going, like, before Nick Chubb. Are you fucking kidding me? Before Nick Chubb? Come on. I've seen him go before Nick Chubb in a lot of drafts. He, sometimes he, he but is, that's yeah. where he's ranked right now on the ADP. He's going higher than Nick that, Chubb. That's, that's bananas. Yeah. I don't know. Every single sleeper thing I turn into on the fucking Sirius XM, keeping Javante Williams. It's crazy. What are your thoughts on the Cleveland running game, by the way, now that Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback? I'm not sure what to expect from them. I mean, they've been good the last few seasons. I think they might struggle this year because they don't really have much of a passing game at this point. And so, I mean, it's going to be very easy for opposing defenses to you know, folks on the run and sort of stack uh, the defense against them. Um, so, with that being said, though, Nick Chubb has been one of the more efficient running backs in the league over the past few years. If he's healthy, I think he's a borderline QB1. Uh, RB1? Low end, uh, sorry, yeah, RB1, like you. Low end RB1, I mean, high end. Cleveland Browns could get that to desperate. Jacoby isn't that good. Chubb could start throwing some TD passes from the backfield. Just do a Michael Vick impression. <laughs> like, not like real Michael Vick, like, like Madden Michael Vick, you know, I ever play with him in Madden. Oh, yeah, fuck. Playmaker stick. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There you go. All the nostalgia for everybody right there. Uh, Williams is also going over James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette. Thoughts on that? I definitely like Leonard Fournette better than him. I think Fournette is a good value. Yeah, I like playoff Lenny for sure. Travis ATN, Cam Akers. I don't know what to make of this Travis ATN kid. There is a lot of hype around him, and I'm not buying yeah. it. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, like, you can't judge him because he hasn't done anything in the NFL yet. So, like... Maybe he'll be great. Maybe he'll do nothing. Who knows? I mean, it'll be very easy to see him really being very inefficient and James Robertson earning the starting world back. But Speaking it looks like just of not doing injury, anything, Brees Hall also goes in that group. Yeah, again, I think Brees Hall is going too high for a rookie. Uh, Make him comfortable. It's a little nuts. Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins also in that group. A.J. Dillon has been obnoxiously high as well, which is just killing the value of Aaron Jones. Yeah. David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs are in that kind of crew as well, and then it just becomes a big hodgepodge of uh, shit, to be honest. I like David Montgomery, actually. I think he's decent value in drafts. He might be better than where he's getting drafted. I think that, yeah, the rankings here that I see, he's been kind of going in like the mid-fourth round type of tier, but I've been seeing him go a little bit earlier for sure. 12-team yeah. draft, I've been seeing him go, like, third and second rounds. So, I think it depends on where you're rolling with that. But, um, 
Yeah, David Montgomery, I think, has been is being slept on a little bit, to say the least. I'll like him in the third round. Yep, I'd take him in the third. I'd take him in the third. Um, I got really nothing else for the running back uh, stuff. I think there's just too much hype on kids like Damian Pierce to talk about of worthy note. Uh, not buying such fashionable picks as last year's Corderell Patterson. Uh, I know Antonio Gibson's stock is going to rise due to uh, Mr. Robinson being out of the game, so we'll see how that kind of shakes out. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I think it's just kind of a handcuff city and do your best with who you have, kind of assess what your needs, your format of your league, and, you know, those are kind of the first six rounds of running backs that are going off the board. If you want a deep sleeper in terms of running back, the other guy who's getting a lot of hype is the rookie in Kansas City, actually. A lot of people think he might do something this year. Yeah. Um, Pacheco, Pacheco, whatever it is. Pacheco. Uh, his name. Yeah, Zaya Pacheco. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean... And he's usually available in the like, last like, couple rounds. Everyone was so excited about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I can't get excited about a Kansas City running back right now. I know he's like going late, but I just don't. I don't know. It's yeah. The difference is Clyde Edwards-Alaire going like second round as a rookie. This guy's going like second to last round as a rookie. So getting him in that point, I think we get one of two things happens at that point. Either he's a great value pick and potential amazing sleeper uh, and keeper for the following year if you're in that kind of league. Or he doesn't do anything, and you drop him in the first couple of weeks to pick up some other wire for someone who is more valuable. But where he's going, there's really almost no risk of picking him up and drafting him. Yeah, I'll he's buy what you're selling on that. Yeah, I mean, when you drift someone that late, it's just you're, you're going off potential, and he has as much potential as anyone else going in those rounds. True. All right, we got two groups left. We got the wide out uh, position and the tight ends. Wide outs, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are in a category of their own, apparently. Uh, uh, Cooper Cup's also going with them, but I really think Cooper Cup's the league. No, I've got great. two. I got two. I got a split on that. I have a split on that. I've got uh, Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams going separately from Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, I think. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase are in a special league of their own. I think with Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, they should be in their own thing because Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase don't really have any negatives towards them. Cooper Cup, uh, Stafford is in a lot of trouble with that elbow. A mm. lot of trouble. And they also picked up Allen Robinson, who should be... He does get a lot of targets, so we'll see kind of how it does that. Traditionally, that should translate into a lot of fantasy points. And I mean, mm. fucking Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams in a new space. So uh, we don't know about that, right? Derek Carr kind of is is what it is. Because Tyreek Hill is also in that list a little bit, you know, south of them as well. Just because of that quarterback change. So that's why I'm making that separation difference there. Justin Jefferson goes back to Steady Eddie, Kirk Cousins. And Jamar Chase goes back to uh, Joe Burrow who is just phenomenal, and they've been playing with each other for a long time now. So, yeah. I mean, I agree with your rankings, just in terms of where they're going. I see Cooper Cup going as the first, or I see where most mock drafts, um, in terms of where being taken. I know that that's not how you're ranking them. You're ranking them based on how you think they should be taken, um, or how you, you think they'll finish, at least. Um, but I, I mean, Cooper Cup is definitely the first quarterback, uh, sorry, first receiver, I can't say quarterback. Uh, that has been uh, going off most mock draft boards. Sometimes you get Justin Jefferson. Sometimes you get Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is usually going to the third out of those three uh, from most of the ones I've done. Again, I think Cooper Cup's getting overdrafted and has a potential for reasons that Corey just mentioned with Alan Robertson with Matthew Stafford's injury. Cooper Cup might kind of fall back to earth this season. And if you're drafting in the first round, you know, even with the, even if he doesn't get injured, I think he might just have a very normal season again, like he has had for most of his career. Yeah, I'm not buying Cooper Cup at all. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'd, I'd, be, taking, I'd be taking Debo, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill. 
Uh, even C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, all of them over him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I wouldn't take all those over him, but in terms of where they're being drafted, I think they would have values, yes. All of them. I would take all of them. Who wouldn't you take uh, over him right at that point? Cooper Cup. Samuel, Diggs, Hill, Lamb, Brown, Allen, Evans, Higgins. Uh, stop after Diggs and Samuel. I would take I would take them over Cup. Uh, but if Cup fell into the deep second, early third round, I would take them. You wouldn't take Tyreek Hill before Cooper Cup. I would take Hill over Cup. Okay. And then you're just irrational with Cowboys, so we won't even ask you that question. AJ Brown, and I guess Eagles, like you don't you're not even allowed to answer that question. Keenan Allen and Mike Evans, you'd also not you take Cooper Cup before those two? Cooper Cup and Mike Evans, I think, are close. Uh, maybe Mike Evans or Cooper Cup. I do like Mike Evans a lot. He puts up a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns off and he's a big I guy. Mean, the only receiver that Matt Ryan has over in Indianapolis is Michael Pittman. I'd be taking Michael Pittman over Cooper Cup. I think Matt Ryan's healthier than Stafford right now. Mm, it's true. And I know Deontay Ryan, Johnson is you a know Ryan's not a really good fantasy quarterback on his own. He has supported good fantasy wide receivers for his career. So Yeah, but I'm just thinking as far as volume of targets is concerned and who's gonna get receptions, it's Michael Pittman all day in Indy. So I'd be taking Although, actually I wouldn't be surprised if you see a lot of like little double passes to Jonathan Taylor because Matt Ryan's kinda old and over the hill at this point. I just like the target share with Pittman versus Cooper Cup for sure. Robinson is going to be a challenger. Yeah. Okay, you can't name sure. anybody off Pittman right off the top of my head. Can you? Um, they got some rookie. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. though, right? Like, yeah, you know. So it's interesting. Okay, it's interesting. But uh, that being said, we got Debo, Stefan Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. It's kind of interesting that Diggs is going so low. Uh, Josh, because in relation to Josh Allen, where he's going, if your number one quarterback is going and relatively high in draft position, he has to get points somehow. It's not all going to be the legs. He's got to be throwing to somebody. So I'd be taking Diggs. I'd be inserting Diggs up there with Jefferson and Chase, to be honest with you. Um, so it's interesting you say that because in most leagues, those two guys you got that you were talking about are going kind of you know early, mid, second round. Sometimes even late second round, depending on what's going on in the draft and uh, what the format is, half PPR versus full PPR. In our league, the one that we're your commissioner, uh, because of certain keepers, like you take Jamar Chase in the seventh or eighth round, whatever it is. Um, they are keeping him in. Those I'm often seeing meet myself with last pick in the first round, first pick in the second round, going Diggs Debo actually. So I'm having Diggs basically just slip into the first round, and Debo will be the first one off the board in the second round. And that's reaching a little bit for both of them in terms of ADP, but I think that they're worth taking those spots. Um, so I don't know if that's what I'm going to do in the actual draft. I've done that a number of times in mock drafts since I've got my actual position for your league. Yeah, I'm hesitant on Debo because Trey Lance is so bad. Um, I just can't really trust him, and I think it really affects the value of the entire San Francisco offense. Debo does a good job running, but Trey Lance is not a good quarterback. So I just don't Here's the thing. Him. With Debo, though, Debo is one of those guys where you just kind of get the ball somewhere on the field and then he makes plays. He's not someone who needs the ball, like Tyreek Hill, for example, more so like his downhill receiver, I feel like. Uh, that's maybe not the fairest comparison, but uh, you don't need to throw the ball all the way downfield to Debo Samuel. You can do a little screen pass. You can just hand him the ball and he'll run it. You can do all these little tricky things. You can do reverses with him. Uh Oh, but Tyreek Hill is not just a one-trick pony downfield. He catches these yeah. small little things short and does these fancy little runs yeah, and does that one pin yeah, cheetah thing. It's the same guy. I was wrong about that. He's, Trey Lance I, just can't get him the ball. Trey Lance can't make these screen passes. I don't think he's going to be able to do it. He just can't. Just I get don't see him. how you we've seen him <laughs> say one way or another from Trey Lance. Anything that I've seen from him now in preseason and the games that he played in last year 
give me zero indication that he's going to do anything remotely decent this year. I'd rather have Joe Flacco run my team right now than Trey Lance. Oh my god, wow. I'm being that's serious. A, I'm not even thing. trolling. I'm not even trolling. I would Poor rather have Flacco be quarterback than Trey Lance right now. Trey Lance needs at least another year of development. He's way too raw. He is gonna get rocked. Rock how are we talking about Trey Lance being horrible again? Debo Samuel, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill. I like Tyreek Hill quite a bit, and it's gonna be interesting. Two is good at throwing the short pass. Very good at it. So that might be a thing. We'll have to see. CD Lamb, AG Brown, I'm not really a fan of. I'm taking Keenan Allen for sure before them and Mike Evans, without yeah. a doubt. That's just yeah. not even close. I'll take Mike Evans first or that bunch and then Keenan Allen. And then I would blow my brains out and then I would take CD Lamb and then AJ Brown. Well, if that's what we got to do to get you to do that, thank you for letting me know. The receivers for the Seahawks, where would you take them? DK Metcalf uh, and Mr. Lockett, what is their value this year now with uh, the ever-horrible Geno Smith? Uh, almost undraftable, in my opinion. Um, Tyler Lockett's going very late, actually, in a lot of mock drafts. His value has fallen off the map. DK Metcalf is still going relatively early, and... I think way earlier than they should because there's no one to throw the ball. Um, because I guess DK Metcalf is bigger, stronger, probably faster um, than Tyler Lockett. So he's just the better overall athlete compared to Tyler Lockett. But I'm not trusting either of them in any league, uh, no matter what. Like, if I have the last pick or draft and they're still there, I would rather get like some rookie, honestly. From some round to this now the Seahawks. I'd be taking DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett in the last couple of rounds for sure. Yeah, I mean they're not gonna last a lot of rounds, but you know, I just I think they're certainly DK DK is doing like third, fourth round a lot. Um Minecraft I've seen. I think even that's a little too early for him given the quarterback situation. Tyler Lockett I think is going more like around like seventh, eighth, ninth rounds. Uh, depending on the league, and uh, again, I, I like a lot of people around those rounds. Yeah, I got DK Metcalf ranked in the kind of high fours uh, in draft position, and Tyler Lockett in like the mid eights. Yeah, that's kind of what happened. But I think I'd rather have Mike Williams, uh, even Chris Godwin, <laughs> Cortland Sutton, yeah, DJ yeah, Moore. Jerry Judy, Amon Ross yeah. St. Brown, Alan Robinson, yeah. Amari, yeah. no, not Amari Cooper, Jalen mm-hmm. Waddell, Gabriel Davis, Marquise Brown. Mm-hmm. I'm taking all of yeah. them. Yeah, oh. yeah, I agree with all everything you said, 100%. Um, sleeper wide receivers, everybody is talking about Gabriel Davis. If I hear, if I turn on Sirius XM tomorrow, and I hear one more fucking goddamn thing about Gabriel Davis because it's all based on his playoff performance from last year at the end of the year. Yeah. My God, please stop. Do not draft Gabriel Davis. I know Bill's Mafia, you're going to hate me for this and maybe try to burn down my house and that's fine, but I'm going to win championships and you're not, you fucking garbage punks. Gabriel Davis is not that good. I want... I want Adam Thielen, Juju Smith-Schuster, Michael Thomas, yes. Elijah Moore, Rashad Bateman, Hunter Renfrew, Alan Lazard, Devonta Smith, Darnell Mooney, Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Chris Olave, Kadarius Tony, Garrett Wilson, Jarvis Landry, Michael Gallup. I'm taking all of those people. There was a gap on this. Every single one of them before Gabriel Davis. Every single one. I took Gabriel Davis in a mock draft because I also drafted the quarterback and Diggs was gone. So I took Josh Allen because I needed the extra flex player for Gabe Davis. That In that situation, I think it makes sense. You're desperate. You're going to get bonus points maybe once a week when you got to try and start him. I don't know. It's a hope, wing, and a prayer, though. That's what it is. Anything else about the wide receiver, sir? Uh, I think this is definitely the year to grab one, if not two, rookie wide receivers. 
There's a number of good ones. A lot of them pretty late. Uh, so you got you mentioned one recently, Chris Olave in New Orleans. I like. I like Christian Watson in Green Bay. <laughs> I like Jahan Dotson of the Washington Cup Buckets. Uh, he's going very very late. You can use him in the second or la- second or last, if not last round, in a lot of drafts right now. Um, so he's one of those real late round flyers you're gonna get easily. Uh, Drake Lennon's going a little earlier, but I like him. Um, those are uh, George Pickens in Pittsburgh is a potential value pick. So those are a handful of the rookies, wide receivers, that I like to get one or two of them, uh, sometimes even more, if possible, just because you never know which one them to hit. And if they don't hit and you pick them late, again, you always just drop from someone else on, from waivers that is hitting uh, that no one expected to be good this year. So Tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, Darren Waller. Those five yeah. in order just seem to be unbreakable. Yeah, it's pretty much. Uh, next group is TJ Hawkincox, Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, and Zach Ertz. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> I agree with that. Dawson Knox is kind of on his own. Uh, in the middle of nowhere in round eight. And then the Titans pick up again in early 10, late nine. Pat Fryermuth, Hunter Henry, and David Njoku. I like Austin Knox this year. I think he's good value. He was kind of a touchdown machine for a little bit there last year. I played and... him in a flex position last year, and he scored two touchdowns and a hundred and something. He was like twenty plus points or something crazy. Yeah, he had a few great games, <laughs> and I think he's one of the better value tight ends. I mean, I think there's a reason he's going where he's going in drafts compared to some of the other guys. But he's one of those guys who could definitely sneak into the top ten, be a low end tight end one, and. I think Knox should be going in round six with Hawk and Cox and Schultz, Goddard, Ertz, instead of like being clear cut in the eighth round uh, versus the sixth and seventh with those guys. Yeah, and if you if you take him a round or two earlier earlier than where he's going, I don't hate that. I think that is reasonable given where I think he's going to perform this year. He's done a really good offense. He had you know some really great games last season, so he's certainly potential to be a top tight end in the league. And, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be top five in the, you know, the top guys you mentioned, but absolutely could be in that six ten range easily. Hunter Henry was the most overblown tight end candidate last year. He's going in the 10th round this year, like I said, with Njoku. After those guys, we got Cole Komet, Mike Gusecki, who might not even be playing for Miami this year. Yeah, uh, trade not. request is in. Uh, my favorite tight end, Albert Ugawuga Banam. I think I'm getting better at that as I go. Noah Fant and Irv Smith Jr. are in there. The rest I don't really give a shit about. But um, you know who you could actually get either with the last like round uh, draft pick or just pick up from waivers at some point who might do something. Joe Burrow likes tight ends, and his only tight end really to speak of is Hayden Hurst. Now Interesting. I don't know if he can do anything, but if he's your backup tight end, who knows? Maybe he has some value. Holy shit, we're dropping nuggets on the Fucked Up Fantasy Football podcast. That's insane. David. He's the one drafted most mocks I've seen, so. Yeah, I haven't even seen him. I haven't even seen him, to be honest with you. He's very, he's not even on the radar right now for most people, so. You know, if you're in one of the deeper leagues with more teams and maybe a bigger roster, then he's someone you might just keep it back of your head. As probably not something you would draft or something you might pick up with waivers a few weeks down the line. Any other draft nuggets? Uh, I mean, there's a handful of guys every single year who's kind of nowhere, who no one drafts, and there's really no way to predict who that's going to be. So the biggest thing is, as much as you have to care about the draft, you also have to care about the post-draft. And so don't just assume that because you draft someone, they're more valuable than someone off waivers who didn't get drafted in your league. So 
I guess don't be super loyal, you know, we like really loyal to players that you drafted over just being ready to drop someone, regardless of when they got drafted, uh, for someone who's starting to perform, you know, off waivers. And so even though we're doing this draft preview, I just want to kind of give that disclaimer of, you know, you're not married to the your team that you draft. Absolutely not. I've never seen anybody win um, a draft day. No. Nope. You can make moves that lose you a league on draft day. Yes. But you don't win on draft day. That's why this whole season. That's why we play the game. We play to win the game! Oh, man. Thank you, everybody. Another episode of the Fucked Up Fantasy Football Podcast. We appreciate it. We see everyone slowly listening to the episodes more. I can tell that you're back. Hello. Welcome to a couple of the new people again. And uh, fuck you, David. Uh, I hope that you do well in all of your drafts, except the draft uh, that you have with uh, us. Yes, go ahead. I logged in today to the Instagram. Wait, what? I logged in to the Instagram today. I am back in our social media accounts. Congratulations. I'm doing my one job again. Well, I'm not really doing it, but I at least have access and the ability to do it if I want to. Good. I haven't posted anything in months. Well, we are a step in the right direction, sir. Yes, we have access. Oh, boy. What would I do without you? I'll probably be a lot easier for you to imagine. Uh, I don't know about that. It's still good to bounce off your ideas off the idiot once in a while. Apparently, I call you an idiot quite a bit. That's what I've heard. But, I mean, to be fair, you're a Giants fan. And apparently a Jets fan. So, obviously, you're an idiot. Obviously. Oh, yeah. You willingly want to cheer for Daniel Jones. That's a little bit of a thing. I mean, I hope he does well. I I don't know that he's going to. I don't think he's going to. I've seen very little success as he will, but, you know. Are you finally going to come down to Earth when they don't re-sign Saquon Barkley next year? I'm going to be sad when that happens, if that happens. You know it's happening. Hopefully. But on the board, they're not re-signing Saquon Barkley. I already know that I got some other long-term bet on that, but we're just going to put another one because that's the theme today. Double bets, double bets, double bets, double bets, double bets, double bets. Thank God it's not Octopics. Yeah. Good luck, uh, good luck, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful draft and uh, you enjoy it. It's usually the funnest part of fantasy football for a lot of people. And with that, we'll see you all later. Peace Peace. out, David.